Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Although stories vary, Pan de Muerto, the bread of the dead, has roots in Mesoamerica when a type of bread using amaranth honey and human blood was offered to the gods for a successful harvest. Today's episode is all about the origins of pan dulce. My name is Eva Longoria. And I am Maite Gomez Rejon. And welcome to Hungry Hungry for History, a podcast that explores our past and present through food. On every episode, we'll talk about the history of some of our favorite dishes, ingredients, and beverages. So make yourself at home. Y buen provecho. I love pan dulce. By the way, I'm not a sweet... I'm not a sweet person. You're I not? I don't like cakes and cookies and oh. cupcakes, and I'm not I'm not a sweet person. But pan dulce, specifically the concha for me, is my weakness. Really? Mm-hmm. I, do, I do love conchas. But I have a sweet tooth. You, you like sweets. I love sweets. Mm-hmm. If you offer me a taco or a cookie. Oh, you would take the cookie? 100% of the time. Wow. I'll yeah. take the taco. Yeah. If you, you, you know when there's chocolate on your bed in a hotel? Yeah. My husband's like, oh my God, mine, mine, mine. And I'm like have it. Really? I have zero desire for that. No, I'm with Pepe. No. 
<laughs> You're gonna eat. I'll the chocolate. fight with him. Yeah, you'll fight for the chocolate. <laughs> fight for the chocolate. Um, I like bunuelos and conchas. That's what I grew up with: conchas and bunuelos. I mean, that yeah. was pretty much those two things. I didn't know that Mexico has over 2,000 variations of pan dulce. It's crazy. Because mm-hmm. even like the croissants or the cuernitos, yes. there's some, oh, what's the region where the British miners, I think it's in sort of, sort of central Mexico, there were British miners working in the oil industry and they were making cookies with molasses and ginger and cinnamon, gingerbread cookies. And that region has a cookie Oh, yeah, a gingerbread cookie I called chichimbre. One. Yes, I know it's this like one. It's a gingerbread chichimbre. Yes. You know this cookie? I know that cookie. Yeah. And from the gingerbread. And I always said that. I go, this tastes like a gingerbread cookie, but it's a little more moist. It's not as crunchy. Because it's they use the piloncillo instead oh, of molasses. Okay. So that's probably so what it is. So piloncillo is a natural sugar. Yeah. It's from sugarcane. It's sugar, yeah. Yeah. It's I like could a, eat yeah. that as a candy when I was little. Oh, really? The piloncillo. And oh. I just had so much of it. Oh, in, when you were in Mexico? In, in Mexico. Yeah. But it's so good because it's so it's so natural. It is. It's so good. What kind yeah, of- Yeah, there's so many different kinds of, um, of mm-hmm. pan dulce. Yeah, 2,000 kinds of pan dulce. There must be more too. What, what pan dulce did you grow up with? Probably conchas also. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, my dad's mom, was from Yucatan, mm-hmm. and she was a baker. So mm-hmm. she had a bakery in Nuevo Laredo called Panificadora Yucatan. And so she died when I was two, but my dad used to make her bread. And he used to make these breads called bolas suizas. It's like a sweet bread, mm-hmm. just with butter and egg, like an eggy bread. So he used to make this bread. All the time. So we, it was that, or my mom, we used to go to Nuevo Laredo and buy orejas, which are the French oh, yeah. palmiers. Yes. So it the was the orejas. Ears, ears. It was conchas and it was cuernitos, which is like the croissant. Yeah. And we always had them. My dad also always had like the biggest sweet tooth and he used to dip it in the hot, hot chocolate. chocolate. Mm-hmm. And he used to call, cause he was from, from Yucatan. Oh, and so that's that, a big Merida thing. Yeah. It's a big Merida thing. Yeah. And it, and that, Active dipping is called chuk in Mayan. Uh-huh. So it was always like, oh, when, and even today, it's like, oh, have the concha with, no, I'll usually have it with coffee. You chuk, you do oh, chuk funny. in the hot well, chocolate. I was amazed because when I was old enough to understand what the concha was, I just loved the concha. What a big French influence the concha is. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. a it's brioche. brioche. It's brioche. Yeah, yeah. Mexi- it's Mexi- brioche. With a streusel kind of topping that's scored. Exactly. And it's like a... It's a fluffy a sh- butter brioche. Yeah. And it's called a concha because that little cookie crust mm-hmm. that you just mentioned, it looks like a shell. It looks like, like a, a shell. shell. Like a little mm-hmm. seashell. A seashell, which that's what concha means. So where was pan dulce in Mexico invented because it to me it has such colonial roots. It's absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So after the yeah. conquest. After the conquest bread is a direct consequence of the Spanish conquest. Okay. Right? It's wheat, it's bread. A hundred percent. And even like by 1525, which is really early, right? Conquest is 1519 to 21. By ordinance of Hernán Cortés, the conqueror Hernán Cortés, bread was sold at fixed prices. Um, and so the native population didn't like bread. They found it, you know, bland and they preferred, you know, their, their corn. Mm-hmm. But it really, it took on. And there's this legend that in 1500s, the Spanish viceroy dipped his bread, maybe his Maybe his day old bread, bread dipped it in hot chocolate in front of a crowd and whoa, like a habit was born. Well, I feel like also the bread is super French influenced. Absolutely. If you think of the torta ahogadas in Jalisco, uh-huh. 
direct descendant of the baguette. I yeah. mean, direct descendant, but they've improved upon it and and have made a whole different right. uh, birote, right? Birote? Yeah. Yeah, birote, that's a yeah. really good bread. But all of that brioche yeah. and all of the pan dulce seems like a direct consequence of the French colonization and the French influence. The French influence, absolutely. It was first, but the bakeries were already there. Like 1600s, it was definitely already a culture, right? And some convents were making flour and baking and this is where a lot of Mexican cuisine really involved was in convents, especially sweets, you know, and then the, the Jewish influence with the anise and the agua de azar. But then, like you said, you know, as with the 19th century independence, we start seeing a wave of French colonists coming into Mexico. But even before then, we have Emperor Maximilian. This is this brief rule of Maximilian. Yeah, yeah. And he introduced the sort of vanille kefora, which was the Mexican, the polvorones. It's this little... The the Mexican wedding cookie, right? The little mm-hmm. polvorones. That is an Austrian, you know, cookie that then became Mexican. But with the French intervention, we start seeing tons of bakeries popping up. And then, of course, with the Porfirio Diaz, who was the the leader of Mexico for so many decades, and he was a total Francophile under his regime mm-hmm. in the 1800s. I mean, bakeries and early the bakeries 1900s were bakeries only were, owned by Spanish or French. You, bakeries you, were owned by Spanish or French. I yeah, ninety percent of them, because you couldn't really, as an indigenous or Mexican. Own you can one. really own. Couldn't yeah. own anything. You can really, yeah, you can really so own that's anything. Really, where yeah. it all came from. Yeah, exactly. But then the people that worked there, the yeah. artisans. I mean, the owners were European, right? But the people that worked there were using these European. You know, the brioche became, you know, the concha, mm-hmm. and you the, the chichimbre, right? The the yeah. gingerbread, the yeah, cuernito, the, the cuernito and was every, the, it's exactly a croissant. It's exactly a croissant. Yeah. It's just a slightly different. It's going to taste different because the flour is different, yeah. right? But it's just so inventive, like yeah. just so imaginative. All of these different, yeah. all of these different flavors. Well, I feel like that's. I feel like the pan dulce is where you see most of the colonial imprint. Mm-hmm. It's, it's physically in front of you. Yeah. After the break, we're going to keep this sweet talk going. You don't want to miss it. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So we can't talk about Day of the Dead or Dia de los Muertos without talking about Pan de Muerto. Mm -hmm. What's Pan de Muerto? Pan de Muerto is also basically a brioche bread. Mm -hmm. So the idea of this bread has roots in Mesoamerica, right? When, you know, pre-conquest, when they would make types of bread Amaranth. What's amaranth? So, amaranth is uh, it's a tiny little seed that's native to Mexico. Also sacred. Also, it's kind of like quinoa, oh. um, but it's it's a tiny little grain that if you heat it up, it pops like popcorn. But oh. it's teeny, teeny, oh, teeny, tiny. Oh, I know tiny. exactly what you're talking about now. Do you know those yeah. the alegrías? Yes, those little the little bars. The little bars with honey, and sometimes they put a little blood in there mm. to offer it to the gods, right? So in you know for a successful harvest, you know for a new year, Rain. to grant a new for rain, yeah, yeah for, mm-hmm. to appease the gods for whatever reason. So this whole idea of like, you, you know, blood, right? You associate it with life and you also associate it with death, right? And it's this sort of human kind of sacrifice mm. that makes people kind of uncomfortable. But we see that this was sort of part of the of the culture. And sometimes it was human blood, sometimes it was animal blood, sometimes it was cochinilla, sometimes it was just dye. So, of course, with the conquest... They were doing that with the body and blood of Christ, right? It's the same thing. It's just one is metaphorical, one is more little, but it's essentially the same thing. And it's a way for people to understand the sort of cycle of life, you know, and death. Mm-hmm. And converting everybody to Christianity was one of the main, you know, missions, you know, post-conquest. And so there were certain celebrations around the time of Day of the Dead. So Day of the Dead is 
November 1st and 2nd, yeah. right? The mm-hmm. day for the kids and then the day yeah. for the for the adults. And people go. It's like Coco. The, the movie. The movie, which yeah. is so beautiful. You put all the offerings on the altar, the altera, of their favorite things. Their favorite foods. Yeah, yeah their, their, favorite. their tequila. Their, yeah. you know, their tamales. But when did the... The day pan de muerto. The, the pan de muerto is pretty also early on with this with this festival, and I don't know if you've noticed because you can only buy the pan de muerto like right around the time. during the time. It's right super around. seasonal, super seasonal. Yeah, and I had only ever seen growing up the round bread, right, mm-hmm. and the circle. Yeah, it's like a little concha, right, like a brioche, but it has the the agua de azar. It has more flavors. The circle represents this the circle of life and death. Mm. And on the top of it has another little ball, right? Like the the little circle on top. Mm. Um, And that represents the skull. And then it has the crossbones. And each section in between the skull and crossbones is the cardinal, you know, directions. And one of them represents Quetzalcoatl, the god of the sun. And then Xipetotec is the god of death and rebirth. And Xipetotec is a super interesting god because they would like skin sacrificial victims and the priest would wear this this skin. And so another section represents Tlaloc, the god of rain. Another one represents the god of darkness. So it's this super ritualistic bread. You're offering it in the altars with the hot chocolate, with the tequila, with whatever, but it has such roots in indigenous ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Well, they also say it's uh, the the top also, other than representing the bones, represents a grave. Oh, the top instead of the, okay. Yeah, it's the bones and then the bread is the grave. Okay. Uh, and the bones represent the deceased one or like the bones are coming out of the grave. That's why the bola, the, the bol- ball Yeah, that's like top, a little ball on top. They say yeah. it's a teardrop. And I've heard that the the sugar, that sometimes it's sprinkled with sugar, uh-huh. that those are the tears. Have you eaten pan de muertos? Yeah, I get it every year. You do get it. Okay. I do get it every year. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really, anybody? Sa- I don't offer it. <laughs> I just eat it. But I know that, <sighs> you know, and I, but I know a lot of people that, that actually make altars in their home every year. Oh, yeah. And it's like yeah. a big, you know, it's, it's, yeah, but it's the a pan de, thing. pan de muerto is a big one. But it's muerto. such a big pan dulce. Pan de muerto is such a iconic pan dulce. It's so interesting. It's only around that day because yeah. it, 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 it's so good. It's soft and spongy. Delicious. So delicious. It's so special. Like you have to wait. I yeah. always get, and I always get Sempasuchil, the marigold flowers, because oh, yeah. this is the flower that they use yeah. so that the, that supposedly the has a scent. It has a really strong scent. It has a scent, the marigolds. The marigolds. And it's so yeah. bright that it's supposed the to spirit, help light the way. The spirit's home. The, yeah. Light the spirit. It's so beautiful. The road for the spirit's home. Yeah. Well, and yeah, because it's it's like a citrus-infused essence yeah. of orange blossom. The orange blossom. To bring the, back the, the sweet memories of loved ones. Well, you know, during the pandemic, I was a big croissant Maker. That's right. Yeah, I was. How I, I passed sourdough. That was so so many years ago. I moved on to croissants, <laughs> but I wanted to How make do you do it the cuernitos. The oh, it's three days. It takes three days to make croissants. Yeah, three wow. days. And the great thing is, even when you fuck it up, it tastes so good. Like it didn't rise butter. the right way. It didn't. I'm like, oh, it didn't proof well that day because it was cold in the kitchen. Like so many things can go wrong at every stage. Mm. The bu- the butter didn't incorporate well, so huh. you see the chunks. I'm like, damn it! But you bake it, and it's heaven. And it's gonna it be doesn't even matter. It's just heaven. That's uh, what I, but I wanted to make the cuernitos. Yeah, and I never did, and I should have. I could have just dipped it in sugar because they're they're similar. I feel like the cuernitos are. 
Or a little denser than the croissant. Am I wrong? Super, super dense. They are, right? To me, it tastes like a day-old croissant. Yeah. Yeah, they're a little harder. Uh, I took a concha making class. Did you? Online. There's this amazing baker in Mexico City that we're actually going to talk to for this. He's going to send us a little message, Eliseo Lara. And I took a, I've taken a few classes. I took a Rosca class, oh. Rosca de Reyes. That's my favorite holiday is Rosca de Reyes. By the way, I wasn't ever a fan of a Rosca de Reyes, which is the cake, also a brioche base. It's also a brioche. Yeah. 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 With the cookie crust. It looks like a wreath. Uh-huh. Um, it's a crown. It is a crown. Yeah. And you eat it for the Three King Day. For the Three King, January 6th. January 6th. And you bake <laughs> a baby Jesus inside of it. Yeah. Or many. Yeah. Apparently. You put a few I, plastic I baby plastic Jesus. Plastic baby Jesus. And what happens if you get the baby Jesus? You were supposed to throw a party on the other Candelaria, which is February 12th. Mm. And you throw a party and you host like a tamalada. But I feel like after that, January 6th, like Nobody I've never. You never followed up? You, I've never heard anybody follow up. <laughs> it's like the holidays are over after January 6th. I went to go buy the Rosca. The Rosca. And literally the packaging was like, six baby Jesus included. Like that was like a, a, it's a, a selling it's point. It's a selling point. That yeah, they didn't totally. have one. It had six. Six chances. Uh, six chances. I was like, that is, that is. That's funny. so funny. I, but you took a class to make I took that. a class last year to make. I made, this is the first year that I made it from scratch. Actually, one year, many years ago, my mom and I and my dad made it, but it was basically a rock. It was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, it could be easily. Yeah. But I also took a concha class with him. It was called Concha Clos. So it was like a little Santa Claus shape. I'll have to show you pictures. Basically, the, the little concha, instead of the concha, it was like a little Santa Claus face with the cookie. It was the cutest thing. Aww. But it was the brioche, and it's and it's a process. You have to roll and tuck and roll and tuck. And it took like three hours. You had to let it rise. And but it was biting into this. Yeah. It was like buttery yeah. air. Like I was looking at these. Yeah. First of all, they were beautiful, the little mm-hmm. Santa Clauses. And they were so delicious. It was like a cloud. Like I, yeah. I couldn't believe that I'd made this. Well, I couldn't believe they were so delicious. This by, by the way, I grew up with day old, five day old conchas. Yeah. And I always thought conchas were hard. Because I just, I was yeah. like I love conchas and they were hard. Yeah. Until I got to Mexico City oh. with my husband and I had a hot one. But by the way, this is my adult life. Like this has just happened this Yesterday. year. Yesterday. Yeah. And it melted in my mouth no. and I was like, what is it? They're like, it's a concha. And I'm like, but it's so soft and yeah. it just melted. They're like, that's how you should eat them. I did. I've been my whole life eating five day old yeah. conchas. I think me too, actually. Yeah. But that concha that I made from a class that yes. I took. Yeah. I was just like, what the hell is this? Like, where have you been all my life? I need that recipe. It's like puffy. What I'll makes share it, it with you. Cin- not cinnamony. What makes it, there's a, a flavor inside of the Well, sometimes bread. the ones that I made are just simple, but sometimes they have like anise in it. Anise. That's, that's what, what it, it is. is. And that's another contribution yes. of Sephardic Jewish bakers, right? So flour tortilla aside... There were a lot of bakers that were being hired from Spanish-owned bakeries who were who were Jewish, who were you know Sephardic Jews that yeah. had fled the Spanish Inquisition, and they brought their 
baking techniques and flavors with them. So the arrival of other products needed for bread baking laid the groundwork for an infinite number of breads. Um, and this includes sugar cultivation, animal products such as lard and butter and chicken eggs. This made it possible to reproduce the sweet recipes of Arab and Jewish origin. So we owe things like aniseed and agua de azar, which is the orange blossom water, and also sesame seeds to them. But yeah, conchas, man. Conchas are really good. After the break, we are going to hear from Eliseo Lara, a friend, amazing baker, cooking instructor based in Mexico City, who's also an amazing singer. Eliseo Lara will send us a message. And he will be sharing a recipe with y'all. I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles. Because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there, I'm Honey German, and I know we can all use some positive energy these days. That's why I make sure to empower my community, because a bit of motivation and support can go a long way. And luckily, we have State Farm to support us. Like when you talk to a State Farm agent to choose the coverage you need, and they have the options to protect the things you value most. It's the perfect positive tip you need. State Farm is also a big supporter of the My Cultura Podcast Network, where we as podcast hosts get to share our experiences and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome back to the show. Here is Mexico City baker extraordinaire Eliseo Lara talking about pan dulce and his favorite childhood treat. My name is Eliseo Lara. I am a baker from Mexico City. I've been banking now for many years, and I think I've spent maybe the last 10 years of my life to teaching how to make pan dulce, which is my specialty, of course, because there's nothing better than pan dulce in this world. I think the one bread that's been celebrated in many different ways is definitely conchas. Conchas, you know, is the most important bread in Mexico. You can find it everywhere from Tijuana to Cancun. The old school conchas, the bread is a little bit more acidic because of the long fermentation process. It's those conchas that remind you of the Mexican countryside. But in other places, in other bakeries, they're doing like really cool things. They're doing like different fusions with different techniques. You can find anything now from like chocolate lavender conchas or green tea matcha conchas chai conchas, um, conchas with different fillings, conchas with like in a crazy different way of serving them, like mante conchas, that is a fusion of mantecadas and conchas, and is served in a cupcake liner. What's my favorite pan dulce? That's a very tough call, but one that's very, very meaningful to me, and it's one of my favorites ever since I was a kid, is rebanadas. Rebanadas literally translates to slices, and it's a very, very simple bread to make. You can just take any loaf of bread, then separately you would make a very simple buttercream. You would just have to use butter and powdered sugar. You're just going to mix those two, and you're going to do a thin layer of that buttercream on top of your bread. Then separately, you're going to take a little bit of regular granulated sugar, and you're going to put the bread with the side that has the buttercream is going to face the sugar. So it's going to stick to it, and it's going to leave a very thin, crunchy layer, a light sweetness. And that's, of course, the basic recipe. That's your bread ready to go with, you know, like cafe con leche would be delicious. I'm really happy that I live in a moment of Mexican food history where there's so much experimentation happening. I like to call this the pan dulce renaissance because everyone is doing like crazy cool things with pan dulce. And I feel quite lucky to be here now and watch it and eat it, of course. Anybody listening to this episode who hasn't eaten a concha, I beg of you, march to the to the bakery right now and get a concha. Get a concha. <laughs> That's my favorite thing in the world. Concha, but a fresh one. Ask fresh, what time they come out of the yeah, oven. Yeah, yeah, and get them warm. Um, sometimes they're also really good. When I have like a day or two old concha, I'll slice them and toast them and put <gasps> oh butter on them. Oh my God, speaking them. of conchas, in 
<gasps> Nuevo León. Oh, wait, I thought I was going to say something else. But what? Uh, Well, in Veracruz, yes. they put the nata in it, which is yes. basically a heavy cream. That was amazing. That amazing. But in, in Monterrey, they put a cream cheese and jelly. They cut it open. They put a cream cheese and jelly inside and put it on the grill. Oh. And they grill it. It's a, gr- you know, because Monterrey is all about carne asadas. Yeah. So they grill even their desserts. Hasta oh, el dessert. wow. And then in Mexico, they put beans. Refried beans. In the concha. In the concha. Yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. So this is a very versatile pan dulce. It is. This concha. Yeah. That's kind of like this sweet and savory. Yeah. Have you tasted it? Uh Uh-uh. Because I can't bring myself to put beans in my concha. In your sweet. Yeah. In my sweets. Even though I like, I'm a savory, I'm an umami kind of person, like mix it all up, but no. But no. In Yucatan, they make this um, hojaldre. It's called hojaldre, but it's basically like a puff pastry, but Mm. there's ham and cheese. Mm -hmm. It's like like layers with ham and cheese, but then the top has a sugar crust. Yeah. And there's also a huge Lebanese influence in desserts. Mm-hmm. Every time I go to the bakery, there's, um, what's it called? That layered flaky thing. Baklava. Baklava? Is it? it the be. little squares that are squares, layered flaky yeah. with honey? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's baklava. Oh, yeah. I love that. So much baklava in Mexico. Oh, really? Yes. So much Lebanese uh, influence mm. with the pan dulce as well. I'm so excited. So march over to your panaderia, your Mexican bakery, mm-hmm. and get yourself a piece of pan dulce. Doesn't matter which Doesn't one. Doesn't matter which one. Doesn't matter. You know one thing that I was thinking because I was getting pan dulce the other day. Mm-hmm. And it's different than, like, you could go to a restaurant or to a cafe and have your pan there, right, or your bread there, and it's amazing. But when you go to panaderia, you take it home. Mm-hmm. So there's something about the pan dulce that's so cozy yeah. because that's where you're eating it. Mm-hmm. And I love that yeah. aspect of well, it. Well, it's super French. That's what you do in France. France. That's what you do in France, yeah. You grab your baguette and you go home. Yeah. You grab your croissant and you go home. Yeah. That's a super French influence. It's a super French influence. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Hungry for History is an unbelievable entertainment production in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura podcast network. For more of your favorite shows, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.